Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and the only legal podcast still. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalava and Plethka. And here is the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to see you. Tim, pleasure to see you as always. This time, we've talked about this a number of times uh, over the years, uh, both on Logical and on the radio. Uh, this is Bounced checks, Ludmilla, that red flag. And really the simple rule is you should never write a check that you can't honour. In practice, there may well be reasons that checks written might end up not being honoured, whether it's misfortune, willful wrongdoing or whatever. If you're not paid on time, funds haven't cleared, whatever it might be. Um, Here in the Emirates, not honouring a presented cheque, has historically been something that the law applies to in the strictest of terms. Let's put it that way. Things, however, have changed in recent years. Can we start with a general look at how things were and how things are now, just to put this into perspective? I'll, there's another layer of granularity to that. It's how things were, how things are now, and how things will soon be. Right. And by soon, I mean January 2022. Just next year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, just uh, perhaps a month and a half from now. Yeah. <laughs> Next year is uh, very soon, just around the corner. So how things used to be uh, is, so bound, as you rightfully said, bounce checks uh, historically have been considered as a criminal offense in the UAE. In other words, when a check um, would bounce in particular for insufficient funds, uh, that was considered to be a criminal offense on its face. Uh, more importantly is that even if, let's say, you gave me a check and uh, in exchange for some other obligation that I was supposed to perform for you, for example, I had to give you um, a car, but um, I didn't give you a car, and then, but I still cashed the check. So you could argue that you, in the past you, you would have argued, well, hang on a second, you're not supposed to cash that check because you, you could only cash it if you gave me the car. But um, the reality was such that a bounce check was considered as a separate legal obligation. So in order for you to challenge uh, that, uh, uh, basically that particular obligation, you would have had to pay the check to me first. I would have had to actually receive that money. And then you would have uh, challenged uh, my, uh, sort of my, my rights to that money through the civil courts. And if you had not paid me the check, then ultimately these, this was punishable. About check was punishable by a jail sentence. So in other words, you would have had to go to jail until either you paid off that check somehow in full or there's some kind of a bail. Let's say I struck some, some sort of a settlement or partial payment uh, for you. So in other words, even in cases like that where that particular check was... Um, attached or had had a, a conditions attached to it, the law deemed the uh, check as a separate legal obligation that was independent of any other obligations and terms and conditions that might have existed under different provision of the law. Uh, so that is how it was. And the reality, as a result, the practical reality was such that any kind of, any check, anytime it would bounce in particular for insufficient funds, would end up with the police. It was a fairly easy case. It would end up in the police. Then the police immediately would place the person, the issuer of the check, uh, on what's called like a travel ban, for example. There would be like a blacklist. So let's say if um, you, I had given you, or you, I had given you a check for a hundred thousand dirhams, 
and um, you cashed it. Uh, there was not money. I'm flying you into the police. You reported to the police. I'm flying in uh, to Dubai. I get arrested at the airport because now I have that criminal case against me, even though I don't have a final judgment yet. But just by virtue of you filing a complaint against me on the back of a bounce check, there was already a criminal record or criminal file that would have been created. Uh, and I, as an individual, would have been placed on this sort of blacklist and I would have been taken to jail uh, or and then either sit in jail for a while until the judgment that was issued uh, by the court or um, would have um, uh, could have left a bail, which is the amount of the check. Uh, and then uh, left the jail on bail, uh, and so on and so forth. So that's ba that was kind of the reality of um, uh, of, of how things were, and um, uh, because of that, it's um, obviously in, in you know in many ways a lot of transactions could take place because uh, the issuers of or you know the issuers, for example, of um, in particular, financial benefits always had the security that, okay, and anything happens, if I give you a loan, it's okay if you cannot pay it because I always have a check, uh, check to secure it so I can always lend you in jail. So, uh, but at the same time, that's not a sustainable method for a number of reasons because it was really highly, highly, highly prone to abuse, much abuse. Uh, and in most countries, by the way, a lot of countries, checks perhaps uh, started out that way as well. At uh, some point in time, they also uh, had criminal implications or liabilities attached to them. But the laws uh, had evolved in those other countries and checks have stopped being criminal in many, many parts of the world. And so um, in line with that evolution and development, obviously the UAE is, is an ever-evolving country has also uh, deemed it uh, timely and, I guess, necessary uh, to, um, to change its laws because there a lot of, there's, there were, were so many cases or have been so many cases where people were kind of truly unfairly sitting in jail and uh, where those who held checks um, as security uh, would exercise them in ways that really should not have been exercised. And, and uh, this was um, just to demonstrate the extent of it. So, for example, any time you would take a loan in the UAE, let's say car loan. So let's say I'm buying a car for 100,000 dirhams. For me to take a loan from a bank, uh, not only would um, uh, I would, obviously the, the, the loan would be reflected on the car itself, but also I would have to give uh, the bank checks, post data checks, for the not just for the value of the loan, but also for... Uh, so monthly payments uh, as, um, as basically a security for them in the event I miss one month. Uh, and so ultimately, it would be like a whole series of checks that would be issued. One, for example, for the entire value of the loan after with interest. Um, the other one for one year worth of the loans. Uh, and another set of checks for every month for the first three years, for example, and so on and so forth. So as a result, there were a lot of these kinds of post-dated checks that were circulating around the around the UAE in uh, you know, different sort of um, uh, in different circumstances and and when somebody would issue a post data check they would just basically just sign only in many cases there wouldn't be even an amount mentioned or, or a party or a date and that was the, the very common practice uh, and, and it was common until it became obvious what you know, how powerful and, and therefore how dangerous their practice could be and it was uh, over the years when it became obvious how dangerous and how much prone to abuse that practice was this is when the authorities started looking and examining and there's been a lot of requests and pleas from different 
parts of the economy, society, businesses, and perhaps international organizations to amend uh, these laws. And so they were. And by the way, uh, from the legal standpoint, uh, when the Czechs were considered criminal, there were two sources of law under which they were considered criminal. One, obviously, is the penal code, and in particular, articles 401, 402, 403. So those were the articles in the penal code that clearly stated that a bounce check was a criminal offense. And then, and it was punishable by a jail sentence, a term, or a fine, uh, if whenever it would bounce for insufficient, fi- fi- for insufficient funds. Uh, additionally, the UAE uh, federal, uh, Commercial Transactions Law, and that's law number 18 of 1993, also had an, uh, a series of articles that specifically addressed the issue of checks and bounce checks. And those articles as well uh, clearly stated that the bounce check was ultimately uh, carried criminal sanctions, and that was punishable by um, imprisonment and fines and such. So there were two sources of law that uh, that made criminal or bounce checks a criminal offense. So it used to be that if you issued a bad check, didn't have funds to cover the amount, or if you issued a check in bad faith and that check then bounced, it was a matter of criminality by default. And the point we're going to make in this podcast is that that is no longer the case. Indeed, and that's the that's the important thing is that it is no longer um, the case, and it's no longer the case. Interestingly enough. Because the UAE commercial transactions law was amended, but back in September 2020, which Mm. is about a year ago. Uh, So the law was amended. That's the commercial transactions law was amended. And as per this commercial transactions law, there were certain deadlines or stages that were put into place. Uh, So from the issuance of that law, certain checks below certain amounts, like for example, 200,000 dirhams were no longer punishable by jail. Uh, and many other checks were just basically only punishable by a fine, uh, and but were no longer uh, no longer obviously leading to sort of a jail sentence. But then there was an ultimate deadline because that was kind of a transition period or a gradual uh, uh, transition period. The ultimate deadline was going to be January two of twenty twenty two. So remember, the law was issued last year in September twenty twenty, yeah. uh, and it basically provided uh, a timeline. Uh, almost uh, almost a year and a half for uh, the, the businesses, for the economy, for the banks and such uh, to um, uh, to process this the new law and the implications of the new law and perhaps restructure their commercial transactions and and obligations in the in light of this upcoming new law. Uh, so back then the law mandated the checks will no longer be criminal, but they will no longer be criminal as of January 2022. Uh, so, though in the process between then and now, uh, some of the checks were lo- were no longer punishable by jail sentences, I already mentioned. Okay, so this is, and you've mentioned it, Federal Decree Number 14 of 2020 that effectively puts these changes into place. And what it means is that Articles 401, 402, 403 of the Penal Code are repealed, I guess, to all intents and purposes. Yes, yes. so so going back to um, the previous two legal sources uh, which uh, made the criminal checks or bounce checks criminal were the commercial transactions law and the penal code. And the articles in the penal code were articles 401 through 403 that uh, made checks uh, criminal, a criminal offense. Now, the the commercial transaction, the amendment to the commercial transactions law, which, as you said, Federal Decree Law Number 14 of 2020, uh, ultimately repealed uh, 
the, uh, the, those three sections or three provisions in the penal code. So therefore, in terms of the sources of law, the penal code is no longer, no longer exists with regards to punishing uh, bounce checks. So if before you could have cited the penal code for a violation or for bounce checks, now those three articles have been completely repealed, therefore, in other words, erased. So at this point, there's only the commercial transactions law that exists that may that sets the framework uh, for check offenses, if you will, for bounce checks or uh, for checks issued improperly and such, but no longer the criminal law. That's an important distinction, isn't it? Because, uh, and let me get this straight, criminality in the case of checks is now limited to the point where a bounce check is no longer a criminal matter, but that doesn't mean that bounce checks are not punishable. Uh, well, indeed. So basically, the, the general gist is that now, as per the new uh, federal decree law, which is the amendment to the commercial transactions law as of January 2nd, 2022, checks, bound checks will no longer be punishable. That's the default rule. Right. They may be punishable uh, in certain circumstances. The certain circumstances ultimately have to do with the, the criminal intent. Uh, and that is if the checks were issued, for example, as uh, in bad faith such as forgery, intentional false uh, signatures, closing the account prior to the check's issuance due date. Uh, So in other words, truly, when you issue a check for with a criminal intent, you know, either as a forgery or, you know, I knowingly that I don't have money there, I issue a check and, you know, and you transfer your car to me. So what is uh, what is um, punishable there is not so much the check itself, but rather the criminal intent. So I cheated you. Yeah. In other words, okay. so this is important to highlight. So the check per se is not so much criminal; it's just that uh, it's the it's my my actions, my intent, uh, and check being as an example or evidence of those actions and intent um, that remains to be criminal, and is the case everywhere else in the world. Sure. So in those certain those particular cases, if you like, a bounce check is still considered a criminal matter. It's just far it's far more clearly defined. Is is that the way to look at this? Well, the bounce check, I think the default is that the bounce checks are no longer criminal. Finished. That's it. So you will not go to the police and just and report here is a bounce check. Uh, it was uh, it's you file or open a, a police case. It's no longer going to be the case. What will be, though, the case is that if I want to accuse you, for example, of um, acting in bad faith or criminally, I would have to prove that somehow you issued this check with bad intent. Right. So only that could potentially be criminal. And to, to actually show that, to prove that to the authorities, will have a very different burden of proof than existed before, which ultimately before there wasn't much of a burden of proof i mean the presenting the check in of itself was the evidence was the burden of proof that all the burden of proof that you needed to show now if i give a bounce check to the police i will have to argue a lot more and chances are it's going to be transferred to the prosecutor for me to argue that not only do i have a bounce check but it's clearly that this bounce check was given to me in bad faith, for example, and I would have to prove why. So it has to be some kind of a criminal intent. Let's say he forged it. He said, look, look this is it's his signature, but actually it's not his bank account, for yeah. example. Uh, or look, he gave me this check, but in fact I found out since that that bank account had been closed a month before. So it's just it will no longer be just presenting him the check that would lead to opening up of a police complaint, but rather the check plus uh, a number of documents or some kind of evidence to show that I meant 
to defraud you or I meant to steal from you or to cheat you. Right. And, and that is punishable. I want to come back to potential punishment for that and what, what happens in the cases of checks that bounce. But the new decree has elaborated on Article 641 of the Commercial Transactions Law, which you've mentioned. Uh, previously, that mandated a fine or a jail term for certain violations. But as a whole, it was kind of vague, I think it would be reasonable uh, to say. That's now been amended. There are four sub-articles that have been added. Could you talk me through the legalese of Article 641 and put it into plain, simple terms? Yes, so Article 641 has been significantly amended, and this is article from the Commercial Transactions Law. Yes. Uh, and so previously, the article was a fairly skinny article. Now it's become a lot a lot more meatier, if you will. Yeah. And it has four subparts. Uh, but these four subparts narrow the circumstances under which a bounce check is considered criminal and punishable. And as I said earlier, it ultimately goes through a list of what would be considered criminal and punishable, such as, and each one of those uh, requirements has some kind of an intent, a bad intent element, such as forgery, you know, false signature, uh, and uh, you're closing the account knowing that you don't have any money and, and issuing checks thereafter. Uh, so, um, so that's basically ultimately what the the new Article 641 is a lot more granular in that sense in terms of setting out, you know, when a check would still be um, considered criminal, and ultimately as, as well uh, what it would be punishable by. Uh, and so, but remember, so checks per se will no longer be criminal and therefore will not be punishable. Period. And that's really important to keep highlighting. So what will be what these punishments that are uh, set out in Article 641 are only set out for those cases where there is evidence that a criminal intent took place, that the check was issued as part of a criminal intent. And in those cases, the, punish, uh, the punishment, the penalty can be anything up to 10% of the check's value with a minimum of 1,000 dirhams and a maximum of the actual value of the check, for example. And if the offense is repeated, the penalty is doubled. But remember, it may sound pretty severe, but this is not so much about the, the bounce check. It's about the fraud or forgery right. or, or right. some kind of other crime. So that's what it's about. So, for example, let's say I, um, I, want, you wanted, to, I wanted to buy your car and I issued your car as 100,000 dirhams and I issued you a check for 100,000 dirhams and you um, transferred the car to me. And then I, uh, and then you went to cash the check, and the check bounced. And the bounce, it turns out, because I had closed the account. So obviously, my intent so speaks for itself that I that check was never going to be honored because the account had long been closed. So and let's say I did that two times. You know, I did it to a friend of yours. So something like that, there the punishment would be the um, the value of the check. And sometimes if I've done it more than once, it could even be doubled. So, um, so that's an example of um, some of some of the fines that exist now. But again, they only really exist if you committed a crime, an other underlying crime. And it's very clear that this is to set out the punishments for intent to commit fraud and or a financial crime. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, one point that I wanted to make here that uh, while. A bounce check is no longer a criminal offence and subject to criminal enforcement without intent and evidence of intent. 
There is still the possibility of raising a civil action, is there not? And that's very important to highlight. Not only that, so it's not that if um, if you gave me a check, uh, you now no longer have recourse against me if the check did not clear. That's not the case. It's just that the criminality of that check has gone away. Yeah. Uh, so you will no longer be criminally punishable, but I still have a, uh, an action against you. Uh, through the civil courts. And remember, even in the past, when you'd be criminally punished or I'd be criminally punished, you, for example, if it were me who uh, dishonored your check, I might be sitting in jail, but you wouldn't get your money because the criminal case would never result in me giving you money unless I decided to pay you that check, uh, which is when the criminal case would go away. But I could just choose to sit in jail and uh, serve my sentence and not give you money back. So for you, so in the criminal case, that was important to highlight is that the criminal case did not bring the, um, the victim money or did not result in financial uh, reward. The financial compensation would only and always come through a civil, a civil court, a civil case. That remedy remains. And if anything, with this new law, that remedy is become, becomes a lot, has become a lot more accessible uh, and a lot more efficient and affordable. And I'll walk through that shortly. So um, if um, in the past, let's say um, you gave me a check and I dishonored it and I, went this, and I went to jail, then you'd still have to then file a civil case and try to get money out of me. And then you'd have to file and go through a full civil case to try to prove that I owed you money and, and so on and so forth. I mean, it was if you had a, a, a final criminal judgment, it would have been more efficient to do it. But still, you'd basically have two parallel court cases, criminal and civil. Now, however, is that I that same scenario? So I, you can no longer pursue me through the police. But what you can do is you can go and file a civil case. And interestingly enough, as part of this amendment, uh, there is um, a new amendment to the law. Is now basically makes the check the bounce check kind of gives us an additional uh, additional force, uh, and that is the check itself can be um, can constitutes what's called a writ of enforcement. In other words, you can basically just, but that bounce check, you can go straight to the enforcement court, not the full jurisdiction court, but the enforcement court. And say, look, I've got a bounce check, and that that in of itself allows me to right away open an enforcement case and start chasing me for my assets to try to cover your the value of your check. So in the past, what you would have had to do is you would have had to file a criminal case, have a criminal judgment, and file a civil case. In the back of the criminal judgment, you would have argued that, look, Ludmila owes me 100,000 dirhams. And then um, I could have argued or defended myself and it would have gone for a few months. And then there would have been a chance to, for appeal. And then after that, once the judgment becomes final, uh, however many months or a year later, then with that, you would have had to file an enforcement case. And only through the enforcement case, you would have then had the authority to start chasing me for assets, such as, let's say, uh, freezing my bank account, uh, freezing my properties, and whatever other assets I might have had. So that would have been the process. Now, while the criminality is no longer there, but what is there now is a much more efficient way for you to actually get paid. And that is instead of going through a criminal case and a civil case, you and you and the different appeals, you go straight into the enforcement court and you file just on the back of this bound check for insufficient funds, you file an enforcement case and you start chasing you for assets right away. And so this was, by the way, this was this is a new article. And this is an article that was again in the commercial transactions law, and it's article 635. So it's a brand new article, uh, which uh, basically introduced this um 
uh, this kind of uh, recourse, if you will. Uh, and uh, additionally, this also article allows you to not only chase me for um, the full amount, but also for a partial amount. Because in the past, uh, that was also an issue. Let's say if you had a check for 100,000 dirhams, but uh, somehow 50,000 already has already been paid, you couldn't in the past chase me for only 50,000. You basically had to chase me for 100,000 because it was a, the partial partial um, uh, check was not really, or amount of the check was not really considered. So it little, gets a little more nuanced. But this particular new provision now allows you to, first of all, act on the back of the check straight through the enforcement courts, and then to chase me for whatever value of the check that's still remaining. I don't have to issue you a new check or argue otherwise that somehow um, part of the check has already been uh, paid off. Uh, there's another interesting article on the uh, kind of related to the same issue is that Article 617 is that now allows you also to chase me for the, uh, the debt I owe to you through the bank uh, to the extent that I have money. So, for example, I give you a check for 100,000 dirhams, you went to the bank and the bank in the past would have returned the check to you so it's insufficient funds and that's it you wouldn't be able to collect even a dirham right. because it was for 100,000 dirhams let's say now I have 20,000 dirhams in the account so you cash the check you go to the bank and here's a check for 100,000 dirhams but the bill only has 20,000 dirhams now as per the new again the there's an uh, amended article 617 in the commercial transactions law now the bank is required to give you whatever is in the account so you don't have to ask for it. The bank is required to do so. So if I only have 20,000 dirhams, then the bank is required to give you the 20,000 dirhams out of the 100,000 dirhams that I owe you. In the past, you asked for 100,000 dirhams, even if it was 99,000 in my account, you would not have received a penny. Now, there's a specific provision that allows you to chase me for partial payments, uh, which once again uh, has sort of gives that, that uh, I guess, needed confidence for all those who extend financial uh, financial support or financing to others, at least they have that other comfort that not only can they can they pursue uh, the debt through more efficient channels, but they also can uh, they have more flexibility in terms of how they pursue it. Times have changed. This time on logical bounced checks. Topic I hope we've managed to make slightly less daunting and hopefully a little bit more understandable. As ever, our legal expert here on Logical, Ludmilla Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Pleska. Uh, thanks for your expertise uh, and your time, Ludmilla. Always a pleasure, Tim. Thank you. You can find us at LY Law on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you get your social uh, news. And we've also now got an easy-to-search library of hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal issues covered, uh, particularly here to the UAE mostly and they're all free to listen to as well if you'd like a legal question answered in a future logical episode or a consultation with a qualified ue experienced legal professional all you have to do is click contact at lylawyers.com